1: Hello, hello, welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five star wherever you get your programming. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bo Brock. Quite the busy Wednesday, Bo Brock, for our Arizona Cardinals. We anticipated some roster moves today, Bo.
2: And we sure as hell got him. Yeah. We got Dennis Daly back offensive line depth. He was kind of playing that sixth offensive lineman role might work in now at the left guard spot. We'll see. Maybe they can just kick Tristan Cologne back in as a full-time backup to yell you know, Frotholt. No Kyler Murray, uh, as we anticipated after Adam Schefter's report over the weekend, but uh, very exciting, intriguing part comes back to the Arizona Cardinals roster in the way of third round pick 92nd overall. Garrett Williams, a toolsy cornerback, ball hawk skills. Uh, he makes his way potentially into the defensive secondary as early as this week in Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Jonathan Gannon said he'll, he's going to be patient and see how this week of practice goes, but uh, definite excitement. I mean, if you've seen what you, what you've seen from a six-round rookie in Keetra Clark, I think you're really going to like once uh, Garrett Williams gets acclimated and up to full speed on the field
1: yeah, for those of you who don't know Garrett Williams a third round pick uh, uh, last October, but before that,, I think it was of prospect. It speaks to the confidence that they did. Now, patient, I'm the biggest fan of drafting, that's not injury prone players, but players coming off of injury. Circa rebuild year one of of whatever this is, but I do feel confident knowing that the head coach specializes in defensive back play. That Garrett Williams is going to be a good football player for the Cardinals, injury notwithstanding. And I think again, the easiest way to tell Heatrell Clark thus far, like again, thought pick, but it's like, hey, oh, you September he's your cornerback one sounds good, and I just it feels very opportunistic because, and I don't mean to bang on this guy all week, Marco Wilson has not been good, and I missed that. I telegraphed him as a guy I thought was going to take off under Jonathan Gannon. He's surrendering 120 quarterback rating. Whereas if you look at Garrett Williams coming back from draft season, this is a guy, again, projected as a ball hawking corner, somebody that can get on the football and also ball brock that can play outside. I'm looking at his NFL draft breakdown
2: via the NFL Network. He got roughly yeah. Let's score
1: and was the 11th.
2: Yeah, but let's hold on, Johnny. Let's let's get your Wi-Fi dialed in here. It's, it's it was a little choppy there. You're making some great points. Let's get you out and then get you back in, and then I want you to go into uh, what we know about the the NFL draft pri- profile of Garrett Williams. Sorry about that, Johnny. Just we had a tough couple uh, minute or two there. You were real choppy. I'm gonna play some gonna points you were making NFL. about Garrett Williams.
1: Yeah, I'm going to blame NFL.com for that because uh, I was simultaneously pulling that up, that website. It was having a tough time. It was, uh, it was Cole yeah. McCoy in training camp, was the NFL.com <laughs> website right now. But no, I mean, pulling up the, the statistics for, for him, it's not Miracle of Wi-Fi anymore. <laughs> he he was somebody that, again, projected top 50 player, a ball hawk out of Syracuse. He's got some length. He's bigger than Trail Clark. If you can get b- him back to where he was, and he dominated ACC plays. Like, say what you want about the ACC, like, they can throw the football a little bit. He had some success against uh, a certain, you know, projected number one quarterback in this year's draft. I am I, I am hopeful because of what Gannon's been able to do, as I mentioned, with Keith clark I'm also hopeful, Bullbrock, because, again, they would not bring him back this early with the expectation for him to just sit on the bench. Like, it's perfectly timed with the struggles of Marco Wilson. Poor Antonio Hamilton's not even a factor right now with this team you can see it's telegraphed. They have been keeping this seat warm for him to come in and take a starting job. I thought again, Marco Wilson, get a contract extension. That was, that's probably not going to happen. Now I could very much see a reality. If he plays well, you've got your
2: two starting corners entering
1: 2024.
2: What is it? Lee Corso says all all the time, right? Not so fast, my friend. Uh, I mean, I, I agree when, if you were to just look at it, um, and I just diagnose the defense and where the struggles are and where they can upgrade. It certainly cornerback Marco Wilson's spot would be the place, right? Because you like what you've seen uh, from JT in the slot and, and obviously Kayvon Wallace coming over this organization and playing the safety spot well through four games, the overall resume, not necessarily just against the San Francisco 49ers, but what I saw today and what I heard from from Garrett Williams. Was and he's he also said that this back when the Cardinals drafted him, I believe he told a Syracuse publication. I think it was I saw that via K one since day one on Twitter. Good work there. Uh, that that Garrett Williams, he's gonna play a little inside. He's gonna play some slide. He's gonna play some nickel corner to start for the Arizona Cardinals. Now he's he's a big bodied guy, right? He's I mean, big, especially when he's wearing those pads. He looks even bigger. He's got great speed. You saw the the clip, and maybe uh, Damon, can we pull up some clip? Uh, just some light footage from him working out today. Uh, this is Garrett Williams, 21. wearing that black helmet, by the way. We'll get into that. But just uh, doing some drills with the DBs. Now, he's working out. You'll see that. He's working out with guys that that play safety and play slot and nickel corner. And and then, you know, ask, we talked to him after practice, and he talked about, you know, and, and we'll get the full quote from him, but essentially he's willing to, he wants to hit the ground running he doesn't want to be kind of be behind the eight ball and that the team has to wait for him to get up to speed. So he says he just wants to, he doesn't want to be a hindrance. He wants to be a guy that can either jump into that, you know, safeties room, that defensive backs room, the nickel, the slot room immediately and, and, and be somebody that they can call upon for reps.
1: So I don't know how much we can give out in terms of details. Bo and I were at training camp this year, like early training camp in late July. Yeah. And we saw, Garrett Williams and he looked really good then. Like that's about as much as we can say. So I think if people are are concerned about football shape, I mean he has been working his ass off to get back. Now, is he refined? Is he polished? I don't know. He needs to start NFL games and and sink or swim out there against the NFL's best and certainly he's going to have every opportunity to do that. But if you're if you think this guy and I don't I'm not speaking in specifically anybody but just in generalities like rolled off the couch and okay, now we got to get him up to, to speed. <laughs> yeah. he, he's a freak show of a player built physically and, and ha, look has looked good for two months. And I give immense credit. Gannon and Austin Ford probably said, this kid is somebody that we are st- stapling as a future starter. He's got to be hundred percent ready to go. He's on a cheap contract. It's a valued position ball, Brock. This isn't no offense, off ball linebacker running back. This is what if this kid can be a number one S type of corner? Then it saves you some money and some draft capital next spring. So, again, it's the conversation we're going to have about Kyler Murray later. Garrett Williams to me projects as somebody that is going to be a staple focal point of the secondary if everything goes right. Now, if he gets out there and he looks gas and it's BJ O'Jalari in the preseason, then we're going to have another conversation. But man, like we saw him ever so briefly. And I was like, they, they've got something with him. And even just the clips you posted today, ball on PHNX Cardinals, the fluidity of his hips as a cornerback to change direction like that is not something that you can coach, in my opinion. Like Patrick Peterson had that, Dominique Rodgers Cromartie had that, Greg Toller, who was a nice quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, had that. Gerard Powers could operate that way. Like he is, he's the opposite of stiff. And I, I quote tweeted the tweet, and I just said, smooth. When I see him operate. And it's carried over from Syracuse training camp until now. He looks smooth in the open field. I, Ketro Clark, I think, has really good instincts. But they're working on some refinement for him. He's a dog, right? Buda Baker, Mm -hmm. Greg Dorps, they called him a dog. I think Garrett Williams is much more a technician at cornerback, which potentially could lead to some high-end interceptions down the line.
2: Yeah, and I, I don't want people to take me saying that he's going to play a little in slot, inside and play the slot and, and play nickel. I think that in Jonathan Gannon's defense, and just look across the league, and, and Damon pointed this out, Monday Night Football, we watched you know the first corner off the board, Devin Witherspoon, thrive in the slot. He played 60 snaps in the slot against the New York Giants. In yeah. the first half alone, he had six tackles, two sacks. He also had the pick six. Against Daniel Jones. That's becoming more and more of an important position in the NFL. You look at what Avante Maddox did for JG's defense last year, playing a little slot. You see, see uh, uh, Gardner Johnson jump up into the slot sometimes, like JT has. They've got interchangeable guys that they're going to move around, that they're going to lean on their versatility. I think that's where they're going to start with Garrett Williams. And that's not like, hey, man, we're just going to bring him along slowly. That it's such a it's a it's a it's a very important part of what they do defensively. So uh, it, it's it's not going to be like hey, hey we're going to wear our kid gloves while getting this guy uh, you know acclimated. And and you know to your point like BJ Ujolari we we talked about this yesterday when we heard the the quote from Nick Rollis about you know game flow and him trying to get back up to speed after missing training camp. But he's also in a rotation of six guys where you know they don't have the luxury of a rotation and they don't have guys in front of Garrett Williams and they shouldn't that they I mean they booted two guys off the team this week probably just to make way for Garrett Williams to go out there and play nearly immediately now i, I don't I, I can't say definitively uh and with conviction that this sunday against the cincinnati bengals he's going to go out there and he's going to play you know 40 to 50% of the snaps but i got to imagine they try to get him in, involved somehow I think it's a good team to do it against, too. Cincinnati's passing attack
1: is struggling. Let's just call it that. It's been really bad to start this year.
2: Get him out you wanna, there. Let you want to put it in ways. the ultimate perspective? You ready? Yeah. Joe let's Burrow do it. has last less passing touchdowns than Zach Wilson. Mm. not
1: not great. Not great, Bob, <laughs> as they would say. I to me, perfect time break him in this week because again, get the LA Rams in two weeks, and Matthew Stafford's starting to heat up a little bit. It's it's trial by fire. I I think, again, you're going to get now, we're four games in, a nice 13-game rookie season from this young man. Anybody would have signed up for that back in April. When we did the draft show on day two, I'm like, okay, what's the trajectory going to look like? Everything, knock on wood, has gone well with his rehab, coming back from injury. Fair or not to him, like, he's kind of flown under the radar, Bullbrock, because everything has been dominated by Kyler Murray's recovery timeline. Now, now here's Garrett <laughs> Williams that can potentially put the super main cape on of his own and say, hey, I'm here to help contribute in the secondary. Yeah. I, this is They're going to be in a unique position because, I mean, Keetra Clark's a starting NFL cornerback as a six-round rookie. I don't see his development and his level of play just going into the toilet. I think he's a staple of the secondary now. Clearly, his PFF grade was fantastic this past weekend. Against San Francisco. If you've got something in Garrett Williams, you buy yourself immense time and not having to force a pick in the first round next year. I, I could see them absolutely opting to say, let's sign a veteran. Let's get a couple guys in here with some experience. You got Marco Wilson under contract. Like, if they don't love Kool Aid from Alabama, who yeah. I'm hit or miss on, like they don't have to force that pick. You need a bunch of corners and corners for Gannon. Like, I know they traded for Darius Slay. Like his philosophy isn't let's use it, you know, a top five pick on a cornerback. Austin Ford's philosophy isn't that. How many first round corners busted in Tennessee? Hello, Caleb, fairly, fairly that they had to eat a big shit sandwich on. They would rather draft pass rushers, line of scrimmage makers, offensively and defensively, and then let's get these opportunistic corners on the back end to make plays. And I, it's th- a great way to team build. I have never been early corner guy. Like I get it. Christian Gonzalez, Devin Witherspoon have been great this year. It's just never going to be my thing. I would much rather do the route that they're doing right now.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not going to just punt on taking a premium position in the first I was round. How's
1: Patrick Sertain
2: looking in Denver without a pass rush right now, giving up 70 points? I mean, I mean unfortunately, know. it's it's coaching. Coaching plays a big role in this. And, man, the luxury that you've – or not the luxury, but what they've been able to – what a potentially hitting on a third-round pick and a sixth-round pick – as starters in your defensive secondary. Do you know what that potentially does? It expedites a rebuild. When you can find starters that late in the draft, in year one, and then you haven't even dipped into your 12 picks, your, your massive draft capital in 2024, oh man, it puts you in a really good position. So if Garrett Williams can show that he can make plays at the next level, you know, over the next, couple games, as you pointed out, probably 12 to 13 games. Stay healthy and, and just kind of ride that momentum into the offseason. That's a massive win for Monty Austin for Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rollis. Yeah, I, I think, again,
1: if Gannon wasn't the head coach and knew how to elevate defensive back play, I'd be like, oh, maybe this is a little too early. Jalen Thompson, I think, is having a career here. Buda Baker, I expect to, to pick up his high-end level of play when he does come back. The secondary outside of Marco Wilson's doing doing some good things. You know, at the end of the day, they have to generate more of a pass rush, and they can't be non-existent on first and second down against the run. But I am optimistic about this, where this secondary is and where it's going. It's the front part of the defense. Flush that puppy with all the available resources. <laughs> defensive end, defensive tackle. Yeah, You know, I mean, would it shock anybody if this team next offseason went out found like an undrafted corner that would produce for them. Like you can do that. There are only so many human beings, Bo Brock that are 325 pounds that can run four eights. Like just at the end of the day, those people just exist in very few numbers. Whereas I think Gannon can coach up these undersized, maybe afterthought for lack of a better term, defensive backs. And we've already seen it happen with he and Rallis, by the way.
2: Yeah, but let's let's hear from, you know, Gannon, let's hear from Garrett Williams about their, uh, you know, obviously the, the what's going to go on and what's the, I guess, path for Garrett Williams. We heard from JG before they hit the practice field and then we'll let you hear what you know, the man himself, Garrett Williams, had to say. But this is what JG said when he was asked about the decision to designate him to return
0: and when we could see him potentially very detailed um, he's very intelligent uh, detailed and uh, he's excited to get back out there today i'm excited for him well, we'll see you know what i mean it depends on how he functions out there and uh, get a couple some some practices under his belt and see how he's doing physically and mentally and kind of evaluate it day by day
2: like jessica said come on bob bob what JG was saying about the Bob McManaman Kyler question a week ago—you are gonna you know designate him? Come on, Bob. No, I mean you're gonna. I'm gonna tell you if he's in the lineup against the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, they've got two roster spots open. They've got two players they designated to return. So I mean, unless they make moves, you know, tomorrow or Friday, which Friday, I mean, you're bringing in guys that aren't going to be available anyway. So it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, you know, there's a there's a very real possibility that Garrett Williams, and that's you know, that gamesmanship that JG's shown throughout, you know, preseason and, and the start of the regular season throughout now, uh, that he's he's gonna just lean on. But Garrett Williams was out there. Did you want to say something before we get to G- Garrett Williams who's kind of no, breaking I was down gonna his say, approach? I hate to admit
1: when you're right, but you make a good point once upon a time that they don't just bring people back to sit them Vance Joseph style. If you're on right. the active roster. You are going to play a role come Sunday. So you've made that point before. I agree with that as much as it pains me. But, yes, proceed with the video.
2: (laughs) Gary Williams on his uh, first day of practice and his approach coming back from missing 11 months with an ACL tear. Not – I mean, maybe like the first drill is a little jittery. After that, it's kind of okay. For me, how I kind of saw it was I'm coming in the middle of the season. I don't really have time to be nervous or anxious. You know, I need to get in and pick up where everybody else is because I'm not going to be – the whatever you want to call it. I don't want to be the weak link. You know what I'm saying? I want to come in and be a boost to the room in the nickel room, safety room, or the
0: corner room, special team. So I just want to be as big of a um, boost to the team as I can. So there's no time to be hesitant.
2: No time to be hesitant. You you have to love that this guy has been chomping at the bit. That's the theme from all the guys that were on one of those injury lists and they want to come back and contribute. People want to play for Jonathan Gannon and his coaching staff.
1: I don't want to be a wink link. Uh, and then you look over at Marco Wilson and it's just like, Hey man, time to step your game up. I'm not, I'm not throwing shade, but I, I think this is a very critical time. You say you're not throwing shade. You just directly disrespected him. 120 <laughs> passer rating. That's pretty shitty. Marco. We need you to do yeah. better. <laughs> but you you couldn't play the ball last week. I, I, hey, I'm not throwing I, shade. You're absolutely, sh- you're shitting on him. <laughs> if you're a competitor and Marco Wilson's a competitor and I yeah. like Marco Wilson as a player, this should get you fired up to play better. Hey, this kid coming off an ACL who is highly touted, drafted around ahead of where you were drafted. He's coming to take your spot. Yeah. So go out there and play good football. Don't let Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd take you to school, just like Brandon Ayuk did last weekend. I mean, you got Keithro Clark locking up CeeDee Lamb and doing an okay job on Debo Samuel last week. It's time for you to step up. So I I I think, and it was a point I was gonna make before he spoke there. The the competition now in the cornerback room, it's on. Because Marco Wilson, I like him. He's on a rookie contract. He's making no money. He was not drafted by this regime. They are showing, and this is something this podcast and only this podcast has been telling you since March, they are showing favoritism to their guys, the guys that they bring in. Joshua Dobbs, right? Because you're White, they're guys they want. They're people. All the people they drafted. Look, everybody's playing, right? Paris Johnson Jr. is a starter at tackle since day run. Keitrell Clark. Dennis Daly would be playing right now if, had he not gotten hurt. Michael Wilson's been a starter since week one. Like, Mar- Marco Wilson has a target on his back, and I think he plays well this weekend as a result.
2: Sitting to uh, some of these... Uh super chats and topic 64 said before, and I really trust uh his takes on defensive secondary play. Um that he said G Williams is basically a beast. Yeah, there it is. But then he also had this two dollar super chat. Uh JV and Bo B are freaking dope. I like that. So are you, my friend. Topic 64. Another super chat here, Alex. Jumping in is Maje coming off pup anytime soon. Maje on the uh, injured reserve. That was strange to see. I mean, I, I had made the guess yesterday and, and I was wrong. I said it was going to be daily and likely Sanders. I said, it was a coin flip that, that Garrett Williams was coming back. And I was proven wrong when Williams was, when he was designated to return today and Maje Sanders is still just rehabbing, um, yeah, it must have been more to it, or maybe they just feel like we got some time here um, to to really kind of get him up to speed. Well, we've got a fresh rotation of six guys already at the pass rush position. Yeah, my guess is they they don't have a, a resolution for the problem. And that's to your point, Bo. They can't
1: you can't carry seven outside linebackers. Yeah. You just can't. And so what are they going to do with Jesse Luchetta? What kind of message does that send? I think a bigger message is just. Those pass rushers from the third round last year that we lauded, that we that we liked at the end of last year, it's not like we dislike them now, they are not prioritized with this new regime. Cameron Thomas and Majay Sanders, for, for whatever reason, like, I don't want to call them an afterthought. Cam Thomas has not looked good at times this year. He's looked stiff in the open field. majay Sanders hurt right now. Who's getting the most play? Victor Dumacage is a six-round pick, and he's surpassed them in the lineup. Dennis Gardeck was an afterthought in this offense, or this defense. Gannon's elevated him, and then obviously we've got Zaven Collins. So to me, it's like, I want Maje because you've made this point. He's got a unique skill set. He's a speed rusher with length, and they desperately need that. Everybody that they have is a power rusher. Chandler Jones, once upon a time, had that length that Maje Sanders had with the, with their long arms. So they need to get back to that. So I'm not punting on him as a whole, but I am surprised that he's not back. Because, again, I don't, I don't know how much we can reveal. We have seen Maje Sanders outside of his hand. He looks really good. So, like, why can't you tape it up, bandage it up, and, and get out there? Did he have major surgery on it? Maybe, maybe there's something we don't know going on there.
2: Yeah, I mean, we had Ledbetter better return to the practice field today. He's right. got an issue with his hand. Chris Barnes is out there with his hand heavily wrapped. Uh, he played a couple snaps on Sunday. So you have guys with with similar issues. Now, not are all created equal, but you would think that Maje would be in a in a place to contribute now but because the rotation is is playing you know well and they like their guys because i think it fits more of what their scheme is calling for um that's that's what they're gonna ride with logan two dollar super chat thank you so much And, and i'm gonna have to say this we're gonna have to delay in answer to your question but did we see the report with hollywood yeah we did see the tweet about Hollywood Brown and, and interest from the Carolina Panthers. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, we absolutely won't get out of here before answering that one.
1: Yeah. And I would say, caution anybody calling it, and I'm not calling Logan out, right. the report, it's tweets It's some speculation. I yeah. think Carolina wants Hollywood Brown. It's just uh, the Cardinals are gonna give away. Like I Hollywood said yesterday,
2: Brown. Carolina is trying to show that they're, do, they're trying to do right by their quarterback. That is, get, they gave him no help when they traded up to get him number one overall in the twenty twenty three draft.
1: I rewatched the game film from this weekend. Why did you
2: do that to yourself?
1: And I watched Dallas again. <laughs> Hollywood Brown is, is playing really good football. Uh, oh, I thought you were I'll talking use, about the Carolina tape. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> never. never. What? Okay. Never. <laughs> I would never do that. They're a bad watch, whereas the Cardinals are a good watch. And I think they're going to be especially good this Sunday, Bo Brock in their all-black uniforms. Again, they... They debut the all-black, the new black helmet, or kind of new, the old one, but then the all-black jerseys. Um, figured to make a debut this weekend at State Farm Stadium. The uniform vibes on the Twitter streets were immaculate, Bo Brock, with all of the sights and sounds from practice today.
2: Yeah, you've got Zaven Collins now wearing the dark visor because he got poked in the eye, and he looks pretty badass wearing the all-black. And yeah. you got the black visor. He just looks like a player from the future. He almost looks like... Robocop out there and he's going to play linebacker and hopefully feast on this awful Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. But I think it's got to give this team a little bit of a boost, right? Look good, play good. Uh, it just gives a, a new kind of uh, just, I don't know, just feel to this organization, especially in the uniform department. I think that the, the other two have, have been doing that. Obviously we're in the icy whites on, on Sunday. I think they really like playing in those. And now they're going to really like playing it in the black uniforms with a chance to beat up on a once proud uh, Bengals team. But Cardinals getting a little healthier, right? You know, can they add Garrett Williams to their ailing secondary? Can they get even stronger on the offensive line? Uh, with Dennis Daly who you know, this is you just hear how JG talks about Dennis Daly when I asked him about does he pick up where he left off this is JG's answer
0: where he left off honestly you know what I mean he was playing good football for us um, we had a role for him that we're going to use on game day but just like all these guys you know with Garrett too like we got to see how he is you know a big guy coming back from an ankle you know so um, I'm looking forward. he's, he's another one's ready to go but uh we'll see where it goes this week and see if we can get him back in the fold if he feels you know well enough to play um but um i, I like where he's at and and i got a high opinion of dd i
2: mean he he really doesn't buy into what the Tennessee Titans fan base if you just see Dennis Daly's name so? on twitter it's he's like the worst football player in the history of the game according to them but it's that he played well in the guard position. He played that sixth offensive lineman role. Do we see a return of that? Something we saw sprinkled in throughout the preseason. This this run game that's been very impressive, Johnny. Does it get even more impressive with Dennis Daly potentially getting in there and moving some more defensive players around?
1: You know, I came on the show today ready to poo-poo the notion that Dennis Daly's an upgrade over what we've seen from Wilkinson. And while I do think that it's not my favorite signing, um, Will Hernandez was was kind of trashed by, not kind of, he was trashed by Giants fans. after And, and it's not the same caliber of signing. But Will Hernandez was a second-round pick, and the Giants fans just tore into him and said he was terrible, he couldn't play football. He's been the Cardinals' best offensive lineman two years running. Like, he's easily, and we're going to talk about this later, their best offensive lineman this year. Rated, graded, whatever you want. So I, I am hesitant to say Dennis Daly can't play football. Especially, Bo, something we've talked about, as an offensive tackle compared to a guard. Like, don't put him on an island as a left tackle. Only foolish franchises like the Titans at times would do that, right? Cardinals have a good contingency plan. They have three good tackles. Dennis Daly at left guard by DJ Humphries and Yelda Holt. Sure, give him a possession or a couple series and see what he can do. Competition breeds results, like we were just talking about at cornerback So, again, Elijah Wilkinson, if he wants to stave off a couple veterans, he'll play better. I I, I love the mindset of, yeah, if you're this punter that we have, and you're not very good, Mr. Cooney, you're you're replaced. You've been cut. You you weren't good enough this weekend. Hey, you're underperforming, Elijah. We're not Steve Kime going to wait till midseason and maybe make a change. Yeah. you're you're out of the lineup. So I again, they're not going to. If Dennis Daly's bad, they're not going to play him. And I have right. immense confidence for my franchise that I follow for the first time in a half a decade that that's how they're operating. Thankfully.
2: Well, and now it's twice that you have brought up, you know, Tennessee Titan front office decisions. When our boy Monty Austinfort was a part of the front office that made those decisions, and I'm just going to overlook. He's not that. picking the players to start, though. At what position now? And he he wasn't the general manager. He was in that front office, and like I said, I'm not going to put too much stock into what you said, shading the front office that was that he was a part of. That he's. Gotten away from and done wonders for the Arizona Cardinals. Right. And he obviously saw something in Tennessee from Dennis Daly. And what have we seen so far from the offensive lineman that Monty Austinfort went into the bargain bin over at Walmart with a blue light special and picked out? It's it's playing at a high clip. And I think, you know, if can can kicking Dennis Daly inside Can can it do wonders for his crew? Can can he be a guy that can hang? Can he be a guy that can join a group that's playing very well for this Arizona Cardinals team? Remains to be seen. But I think it's a it's a nice addition, and I'm really I want to see if if they bust out that sixth O lineman look again. I think that either already seeing them move the football, maybe they can even do so like just play strength against the strength, and and say hey, you might you you might know what we're doing. We've been fully transparent. We're going to run the F in football, but we're just going to, we're going to do it at a high, high, uh, high level. And we're going to get some chunk yardage here with our guy, James Connor. Some of these super chats, you guys are
1: crushing it already today. Milwaukee Braves, nine at 99. Get those Milwaukee, anything out of here. Go Diamondbacks. What's up guys. Hope you both are doing well. Appreciate you Braves. Uh, like our chances to beat the Bengals this weekend, given the health of Burrow and how the Bengals have looked so far. Cardinal fans, living in a uh, Cardinal fan living in Packers country. Well, as a Cardinal fan living in bear and Packer country, growing up Milwaukee Braves, uh, I give you all the flowers. Cause at that, that times are tough, man. It's a great franchise to be, uh, you know, following as an external and now following this franchise. We appreciate you. And I think this is a game that Gannon and company know they need to win. I think, and again, we talked about this on Monday show. This is the first time we've gone to, into a week expecting this team to win. I don't care what Vegas says. I love our friends at Ben MGM. They should win this game. We have more data and evidence now a month into the season. As our guy Brian Baldinger pointed out, Bo, this is not the Bengal team that we saw two years ago in the Super Bowl. They have eroded. This team could easily finish with a top 5 to 10 pick this year based on the roster construction, whereas the Cardinals are much, much better than everybody thought. So, yeah, they need to win this game Sunday.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is going to be their biggest opportunity to date and you know, I'm outside of the Giants game, which they should have won that game. Yeah. Um, and it was even more solidified when they look like just hot garbage on, what was that? Monday night football. Don't talk to me about that. <laughs> but, uh, the, the Cardinals, I, I love what I'm seeing. The emphasis on the offensive line Daly's back Garrett, uh, Garrett Williams is back. So They've got help on the way, and with the, with the potential of more help on the way, and you're seeing the direction that this organization is going. You know, it's it's opportunities like this though. If if you want to stack, if you want to be able to stack wins, it has to start Sunday against a, a very a slumping Bengals team, no doubt about it. Az fan, nineteen ninety
1: eight, friend of the program, two dollar super chat. I like that this regime is showing we want to win, right? It's a different kind of we want to win. It's not trading picks away for chosen Anderson or, you know, busted corners and offensive tackles circa Steve Kime 2022. And it's not overspending on some high-priced free agents. You see today, like, Randy Gregory gets cut. JC Jackson's been terrible. Like, free agency outside of a couple hits is mostly fool's gold. And this team punted on free agency, and they're emphasizing the draft, AZ fan, and they're emphasizing young players, and, and you love to see that. You also love our friends at bed MGM bed MGM right now, bull Brock, uh, would you care to guess what the line is and where it started from earlier this week?
2: Well, it started about five and a half, right? And then it made yeah. its way down to three and a half as low as three. Are we, are we staying? Are we? are we kind of just plateauing at three? We're going to plateau at three.
1: Maybe. I think we could get to two and a half by Sunday. Because I the the word on the street is with a lot of the sharks I'm talking to in Vegas, people think the Cardinals are going to win this game. And the more people take the Cardinals money line at plus one forty, the more they'll they'll continue to drop that down. I think we're not gonna get to even money with the Cardinals and the Bengals. But man, like if you're reading the tea leaves as somebody that's gambling consistently in Las Vegas, you see what's going on with the Cincinnati Bengals. I saw a comment in the chat. I hope this isn't a get-right game for Cincinnati. I don't think it is. I think the Cardinals, first of all, I think they are a renewed energy team at State Farm Stadium, Bob Brock. Like they're competitive on the road, that's fine. The outings at State Farm Stadium, especially the first half, they have jumped on teams. And the thing about this Cincinnati team, if the Cardinals are able to jump on them, like they they don't have the horses to come back. Like even more so than the Giants, they, this is a historically bad team. You can dabble and wager on it right now with our friends at BetMGM. Here's what I want everybody to do. Grab your mobile phone, your smart device, download the BetMGM app, or go to BetMGM.com. $10. A $10 deposit is all you need with the bonus code PHNX. It's going to give you $200 back in bonus bets regardless of your wager. There's college football on tonight, NFL game tomorrow. If you fancy Bears and Washington Commanders, $10. Promo code PHNX right now, $200 in your bank account. You will not be sorry that she did. Again, description in the show notes. Now check out our guy Shane Diefenbach talking about it in the disclaimer.
2: Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine New York. Call one eight hundred three two seven five zero five zero Massachusetts. Twenty one plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call one Next Step. Arizona one Bets Off. Iowa one eight hundred two seven zero seven one one seven for confidential help. Michigan one Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available. In DC, New York, or Ontario. We already sent our guy Jersey Cardinal to the game on Sunday, but if you're holding out, you want to get and become a part of the Red Sea, go to the game. Use the Game Time app. My wife, my son, they went to the Cardinals game uh, against the Giants. Sure, it wasn't the result that they wanted to see. They saw some good offense in the first half of the game, and then they saw just a brutal collapse. Hopefully, that's not what's on tap on Sunday. Hopefully, it's the first. Time that the Arizona Cardinals have won back-to-back home games since 2021. It's been far too long since that's happened. But if you want to watch it in person, Game Time app is absolutely the way to do it. You can even hold out until game day. Now keep holstered the promo code PHNX to get 20 bucks off your ticket purchase at Game Time. Download the app right now. Create an account. Use the code PHNX for 20 dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create that account. Redeem the code. PH and X for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed with game time. Uh, when is the game time
1: app going to hook me up with some tickets to see Kyler Murray play football Bullbrock? That is the question everybody wants answered. And again, Garrett Williams coming off of NFI today, basically a version of populist. Again, everybody's excited about that. But now, when's the other shoe going to fall? Because as we alluded to earlier this week, Zach Ertz, torn ACL, he's back. Garrett Williams, torn ACL, he's back. Kyler Murray, torn ACL, TBD. And while I do think it's not too far off, our friend, maybe sometimes friend me, Albert Breer, which we've had on the program, <laughs> he's a great guy. He did predict Vance Joseph might be the head coach of this franchise. We won't yeah. bring that up. Okay. However, though, Monday morning quarterback, he was asked about Kyler Murray, and he had a few things to say, highlighted by this. Uh, Damon, if we could get that quote. It seemed for a while, this is Albert Breer, like November was the early end of the timetable for a possible return for Murray. I disagree with that. Um, so my guess is we still have a ways to go. Um, he said a couple more things we're going to highlight, but for this final piece, this is interesting, Beau Brock. I think he'll need to be good to keep GM Monty Osinford and coach Jonathan Gannon from drafting a guy high in April. Okay, that might seem like, well, no, duh, he can't come out and lay a stinker. But he also emphasized something else that we've kind of alluded to and tried to ask, we did ask Brian Baldinger about. The the play of jo- Joshua Dobbs, Albert Breer believes will be factored in and emphasized his level of play and made, made it a harder decision when to bring back K-1, Bo Brock. So you take all this Albert Breer, Kyler Murray, stew, and you mix it up in a pot. Albert Breer is very skeptical, number one, that Kyler Murray is returning soon, and number two, that Kyler Murray could potentially fend off a first-round quarterback next April.
2: Yeah. You take all those ingredients you mix them up and it's poops stew. I, I don't, I'm not buying much of this at all. I, I like, I like Albert Brewer. I think Albert Brewer is great. We've had him on the show before. He's been fantastic. Yeah. Always cordial, always willing to jump on with us. He he jumped in on a couple of the conversations regarding the, the head coach. Uh, but I mean, he says my guess, he's speculating. He's completely speculating. I don't think that he has like legit, sources that that he's rolling with here and i think he's he's doing his best and in, in you know answering these mailbag uh, yeah. questions that he gets asked and that like a tip of the cap to him right to try to do that without any kind of legitimate info because even as close as we are we don't have any legit info that's telling us you know when kyler murray's coming back but i can i can pretty much say what he's speculating is wrong right and where he where he even started where he thought you know. November to late November and to say like the, the the reports that we're getting from Jonathan Gannon, the relationship that he has with Kyler Murray to say, hey, Kyler Murray has to do everything, you, you know, not lay, lay an egg this season, or, like even even then so that they would move off of him. I just don't believe that. I think that there's a, a, a great relationship that's being forged Between the franchise quarterback and the head coach. And I think that's being discounted here. And it's just being discounted because Breer doesn't have that insight yet. No, and and you know, Agent 47
1: saying Breer was always a hater of Kyler Murray. I don't know about hater, but I I agree with Agent 47. Like he's not the biggest Kyler Murray fan. Mm -hmm. Um, so to take that for what you want. I don't think it blinded his his take here, but I, I do agree with one thing that he said. Okay. And that Joshua Dobbs play is going to be, fair or not, the baseline for Kyler Murray's play. And you're going to get about a six- to eight-quarter uh, buffer period from the fan base to get your play to match and or exceed Joshua Dobbs' play. Like, again, we talk about it. Joshua Dobbs beats the Bengals this weekend, doesn't turn the ball over again. Like, fair or not, the comparisons and the and the and chance the chance for him to stay in the role until he falters will grow louder. Kyler Murray, having never played in this offense, is going to come back rusty. And I think there there should be a grace period for K-1. And I believe and you believe there will be a grace period. But I do agree with what Albert said. Like Joshua Dobbs coming here on August 28th, it took him one game to really figure it out. The commander game was a bust. It's gotten better each of the last couple weeks. I expect Kyler to do the same. But if he doesn't, it's going to be a very interesting end of October, November, December ahead of next April, because I I think they they could talk themselves into Joshua Dobbs' bridge quarterback to a first-round quarterback next year if Kyler Murray doesn't perform at a high level. Now, I'm expecting him to perform at a high level. He's Kyler Effie Murray, five touchdowns against the Titans to open up the season in 2021, multiple Pro Bowl bursts, rookie of the year, but again, until we see it and it passes the eye test and you're like, Kyler Murray's back, there are going to be question marks from people like Albert Breer.
2: That's fine. Albert Burr can have his question marks. I, I hate that it's putting, you know, I, I don't know. It's making you question it a little bit. There's a lot of what Joshua Dobbs in his play has done to do that. But, like, if Joshua Dobbs continues to not turn the football over – and continues to play as well as he has. And I'm I'm one of the biggest Joshua Dobbs fans on the planet. I absolutely, I saw the 33rd team put it out, a heaping just pile of shit article today that had Joshua Dobbs as like the 30th ranked quarterback in the league right now. They had the likes of like, it, he might even been 31. I couldn't remember. I, I, I sounds think, about right. It's very right. on brand to them. It really was bad. Uh, and and, I, and I'll, I'll go to bat for him, and I'll go to bat to him even more than that. Like what he's done has been incredible. But if the Arizona Cardinals, if it still doesn't translate to wins on the field, they are always going to go back to Kyler Murray whenever he's ready. It doesn't matter, you know, how well he did or how admirable he played or you know, it was a valiant effort by Joshua Dobbs because there's another gear. We know about the other gear. We a lot I've of us have forgotten. So Albert Brewer has forgotten how good of a player Kyler Murray is, and and that's 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 on everybody else. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take uh, any any shots for that. Like. I know that, and Jonathan Gannon knows that that they can he can take it to another level, and he can he can put enough he can put pressure on posing de, uh, posing offenses that if they don't score on, on most of their drives, Kyler Murray's gonna beat you. So, it, it I, I know it, there There's a lot of there's a lot of things that have to go right, but there's also have there's also a lot of things that have to go right for Joshua Dobbs to hold on to this thing beyond Kyler Murray being ready. Let me ask you this, because I I think they're going to play Kyler
1: when he's ready. They should. He, yeah. He's he's given them every reason to. Uh, and this is less about Joshua Dobbs for me, but um, we haven't seen Kyler Murray elite level Kyler Murray in what probably about a year. Like, would you say relatively average for his standards last year against Cl- with Cliff Kingsbury's group? Yeah, you like, don't help Al- I mean, it was it was his worst
2: professional uh season by far. Yeah,
1: for sure. So like, what I'm saying is. It's, they're going to have to make a decision based off of that tape last year in conjunction with the tape that they have this year. Because, I like, I'm guilty of it. If we're going back to highlights from 2021, 2020, we're doing this wrong. Carson Wentz looked good three years ago, and then he completely plateaued. So I I think there is, there is, there is so much riding on his performance that is, again, not being talked about. I would keep Kyler Murray. But if he looks average in November and December – like there's a good there's a good chance they they don't keep him. they move Think off of it. Think about how how bad they were
2: schematically last year. Well yeah I know and I'm not putting on Kyler. Think Murray. Think about how bad the offensive line was. I mean it was patchwork and then and what Cliff Kingsbury or what he wasn't doing for Kyler Murray in this offense. I mean it was it was basically hey if you've got a one on one and you've got a sliver of a chance to get a ball to a, an an old over the hill AJ Green. Throw that ball. That was his, yeah. that was like their, that's how we're going to be successful as an offense. And Drew Petzing, that's not how he calls plays. He's going to be able to call plays where Kyler Murray's going to be throwing to guys that are open. Now, Kyler Murray's obviously going to have to learn to play under center. Kyler Murray's going to have to up his game as far as the red zone. And, and we'll see how Kyler Murray can, can do things, uh, just as well, if not better than, than Joshua Dobbs, where Joshua Dobbs has excelled like in the red zone. But I, I've got, just kind of a, a feeling that Kyler Murray's just going to be a, an upgrade over Joshua Dobbs. And, and that's saying a lot because of how well Joshua Dobbs has played. It's like we talked about before this season, like so, so few people expected
1: the Cardinals to do anything. We've been pleasantly surprised. It's been fantastic for our show selfishly and and the product on Sundays. But then like the layers to this, I mean, I want this team to make a playoff push. They might be equal or greater than any kind of playoff push would happen. How does Dobbs play throughout the course of October? Does that put pressure on the organization? Does that put pressure on Kyler Murray? What does Kyler Murray look like, and how how it relates to a loaded, star-studded quarterback class next April? And what do they finish with their top pick? I mean, it's it's going to be really fascinating. And I again, I don't envy their position. I think they've done a fabulous job. But our guy Brian Baldinger brought up a point yesterday that I that I can't get out of my head. It's like you roll with a guy for eight, nine, 10, 10 weeks as your starter, potentially mm-hmm. eight weeks. Let's just say Josh Dobbs starts eight games. Like, and then you transfer to somebody else. Even if you get to know him on the sideline and he's a leader of men and he's done everything right. It's like, it's just going to be weird. It's going to be an adjustment they're, they're going to have to have on the fly. You're dismissing they,
2: that. No, do they not know what's going on? It's not like, Hey, I'm leaving your mother. Uh, like, it's not going to be a shock. Like I'm, I'm leaving her for a supermodel well, team.
1: You're a creature of habit in the NFL. Are you not? It's not, it's, it's not. They as all as, know the score
2: in that locker room. Kyler's there every day. He's eating lunch with them. He's, he's, right. he's even in the locker room. He still has his locker with all his gear and he's in there and he's in the weight room with those guys. I mean, you think DJ, do you think DJ Humphreys is going to be like, oh, but JG, what are we doing? Like no. Joshua Dobbs is playing so well. James so Connors, like, what are we doing?
1: You're in the camp that it will firmly be a boost for morale when he comes back.
2: Is it not going to be? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> Is a franchise quarterback coming back to play not a boost of morale?
1: I, I again Dobbs plays a stinker this weekend. We'll have a conversation. Well, I don't want I don't want
2: that to happen. I, I, I want I want this good problem to happen. I do. I want Joshua Dobbs to continue to to go up and, and get better each and every week and beat Joe Burrow and the Bengals, go to two and three. You're always telling me to
1: think big picture, right? Like I I was unrealistic about the expectations of this team. I might end up being right. But big (laughs) big picture, right? Yeah. If they could talk themselves into, and don't kid yourself, this conversation would happen. Let's say Dobbs gets them to three and three, and he's doing really well, right? And then they bring back Kyler Murray, and it's fine. It's not what you would hope for. Maybe it's on par with Joshua Dobbs. I think that the contract could potentially be a factor as how they choose to operate into 2024. They know, fair or not Bolbrak with a with a roster that listen. I like these players. It's a bottom third roster in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They know they can win games with Joshua Dobbs making no money with a bottom third roster in the NFL and a couple first round picks next year. Or you pay Kyle Murray 45 million dollars. You have to be convinced that he can return to being a top five to 10 quarterback, and that's the million-dollar question for this franchise right now. You can win games with Joshua Dobbs. You've got multiple first next year in April, or Kyler Murray, you're our guy, $45 million. Because again, they're not going to be in a position like this, I believe, to draft a top quarterback again. Because they're just too competitive with Gannon, which is a good problem to have, but the finances have to be taken into account. We saw this. They cut the. They would be a better team with DeAndre
2: Hopkins. They told him to leave. He's thirty-one. Out. He's thirty-one, and he 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 would have been a harder sell on right. Jonathan Gannon's philosophy. Right. Kyler Murray's bought in. Hook, line, and sink. I agree with that. I'm only speaking that. from the from the financial aspect of it. That's the price of doing business in the NFL. You got it. You you have to pay your quarterbacks.
1: It's going to be very interesting what Josh Dobbs's final line of statistics is when he leaves the lineup, his win-loss record, and
2: then Drew Petsing was in this exact situation last year. They didn't hesitate with Jacoby Brissett having a career high that regime, that
1: general manager, and that head coach traded for Deshaun Watson
2: and the kooky owner. They made that trade together. But they, don't, but they also don't like Joshua Dobbs like as well as he's played. Like they're not hitching their wagon to him either. I mean, I think what they want to win games ultimately, and if if, if no, it comes well, down to it,
0: I, I, I don't. I don't
2: think the case like if you're if you're sitting in a court of law and you got a jury of your twelve peers, right, and you're yeah. trying to sell them on Joshua Dobbs continuing to play at, as as well as he's played or bringing back your franchise quarterback. I think you're going to lose that. It, sure. It's going to be a unanimous decision.
1: I'm rooting for this kid to continue playing well. And the longer he plays well, the more it's, you're going to get outside noise like Albert Breer and company. Like, could you, can anybody Johnny imagine
2: Albert?
1: Johnny. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, have to, I have to speak from a place that's not, you know, I'm a Kyler Murray supporter, but I also have to look at the reality of the situation. And the reality of the situation is they traded for a quarterback that's playing above average football right now, makes no money, and they've got multiple first round picks next year. There is a there is immense pressure for Kyler Murray to play well when he comes back. True or false. There
2: should be. There's 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 immense okay. pressure for him to, to perform regardless because of the deal he signed back in Correct. Yeah. for the 2022 season. Ain't nobody there and
1: I'll be patient, but there's there's gonna be a large segment of the fan base if he does not play well, that are they're gonna be ruthless as it relates to. Well, Josh Dobbs was doing great. What are we doing here?
2: Yeah. I mean, and I don't, you know, I'll say this too. Like game one, it, it could be super, really ugly. It could be not, potentially the Ravens or Browns or somebody I mean, like that. Yeah. It's not going to be, he's not just going to hit the ground and, and look like 2021 20, for seven weeks of the season. Kyler Murray. Right. But right. that's also part of this It's like, you, you take your lumps now to where, you know, ideally you're, you, you're, And even though this organization doesn't buy into momentum, but you're playing well and, and you, you know, this, this offense backwards and forwards, and you're going to be in a position in 2024 to just move forward. And you have some answers for a lot of questions that you had going into the 2023 season. D. nicey,
1: but Johnny, he's not winning in relation to Josh Dobbs. I mean, I, I would argue he's, he's not the reason that they're losing though either. And he's not turning the ball over and, and Kyler Murray's had a high interception rate each of the you know the Win. last season and a half. Well, last year he had double digit interceptions before he got hurt. First time in his career. I know. I'm just or saying. What no. did I? What did I? He's been around
2: ten his entire like ten every year.
1: All I'm saying is, with this team, you can't afford to turn the ball over because we've seen the byproduct of the defense. Uh, RB hey, Look
2: at that, that. Jalen Blair making a great point. Cooper Rush only losing a couple games or one game last year. And there's like, yep, you know what? Paying Dak a lot of money. He's got more upside. We know that. Again, though, no. this is the Dallas Cowboys were trying to make the
1: postseason win playoff games. Different situation in that regime. Jerry Jones loved Dak, loves Dak Prescott. Michael Bidwell put the homework clause into Kyler Murray's contract. Steve Keim and Cliff Kingsbury drafted Kyler Murray. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. So we can prepare ourselves because I think it's I think it's about to get real noisy for your boys up in here over the next four to six weeks. I for one (laughs) am all here for it. I'm also here for our friends at Burrito Express. Uh, I like to get noisy and I like to get full on Burrito Express, my favorite burrito in the entire valley and beyond. Right? I thought I knew I was a burrito savant before I came to Arizona. Little did I know I grabbed a burrito from Burrito Express. Uh, Find them on Twitter, by the way, Burrito Exp. I used some of that green chili the green special sauce chef's kiss right (laughs) they have a ton of locations they've got one right by my place in chandler additionally they've got one in tempe the og location fan freaking tastic and they they're fantastic in the community too they support asu athletics they support the arizona cardinals they're a great staple of valley food and goodness the vibes are immaculate as are the burritos again check them out burrito express at burrito exp on twitter
2: you also have to check out Shady Rays up in North Scottsdale at Kirling Commons. They've got their own store. And if you can't make it that far to the swanky Carolyn Commons, what, uh, what is that, Scottsdale area, might as well just go online and check out their full product line, ShadyRays.com. Save yourself some money while you're doing so. You get 50% off two or more pairs premium polarized sunglasses from Shady Rays by using the promo code PHNX, Independence sunglasses. Sunglass company that's world class. Don't miss out on this. They've got uh, an insane protection plan for all their eyewear. So if you lose your Shady Rays, they get broken, they will replace them. No questions asked. Check out their store location. Check them out online and use that promo code PHNX to get fifty percent off at ShadyRays.com. Find out why two hundred fifty thousand people have ranked them five stars online. Shady Rays.
1: Blaine Clark uh, putting a, a comment in here. Uh, what the hell are we talking about? If Kyler doesn't come in and absolutely destroy Dobbs, we have massive issues. He's a two hundred fifty million dollar first round pick. He needs to ball out, of course, or they will explore. One hundred percent. Like again, he's got to come out. He's got to. He's got to come out and ball out, right? Okay. Because I think it it would be easier if Colt McCoy or Clayton Tuner are in there and they're really struggling. and It looks like. Zach Wilson or it looks like Bryce Young or somebody like that. And, I mean, Joshua Dobbs is playing, I like, top, he's got a top 10 passer rating. Now, that can be a little inflated, but his QBR is high. Like, he's been an efficient starting NFL quarterback this year. That's the floor for Kyler Murray, and that's, you would think, a typical Kyler Murray year can can exceed that. But there is there are so many intangibles with this, with the new offense and the new regime and under center and the playmakers. Whereas, again, Dobbs more consistently comfortable week after week. And Kyler deserves that benefit of the doubt as well to get right. But it can't take too long,
2: Bo. Dobbs, who had six years in this league and never, sure. you know, made the, I guess, the case to be a starter, right? And sure, he had familiarity with the system, but I think the resume, Kyler Murray, even with the stinker that you know, I don't think he would disagree with in 2022, has a much stronger resume. And has made the case as franchise quarterback, as you know, top 10 quarterback in the NFL. You just err on the side of that,
1: yeah. And again, I'm not in no world is Josh Dobbs a better quarterback
2: than Kyler Murray, but again, Josh Dobbs with a if, rookie, he, he could be the better option, right? Uh, week let's say, hypothetically, week eight against the Baltimore Ravens or week nine is at Cleveland, right? On the road, like as Kyler Murray. Knocks off the cobwebs and tries to get rid of the rust and and operate in a new system. I mean, it, Dobbs could be the better option, but you were trying to to do this. You know, obviously, you're delaying you know ob- success because you need to get your franchise quarterback up. Which is team. hard for fans, man. It if is they, tough. But- if they win two games
1: in October and they're hovering around 500, like nobody's gonna want to see Kyler Murray play poorly. And I'm not trying to be a jerk when I say that. That's the reality of the situation. Like, they wanted okay, Kyler. We're playing decent football. We're in every game. Uh, You can't throw picks. You can't fumble the football. You can't have center exchanges with Yelda Froholt to go on the turf. I mean, I it's it's a very very interesting situation because I can't run. Houston was terrible last year. They were unwatchable. Dobbs is out playing Jacoby Brissett. Go look at the stats. He's way better than Jacoby Brissett was. Plus that Houston or that Cleveland team had Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and a loaded offensive line. It's a way better like infrastructure. People thought the Cardinals were going to go 0 17 and be the worst team in league history. And if if Josh Dobbs plays well enough to get them around 500, like people people think, okay Kyler, you need to keep this going. We're we're in a playoff race. Let's go. The NFC's terrible. Fair or not, Bo, that's going to be the conversation. And he should, hopefully he welcomes that. Stobbs ever had a three hundred game, three hundred yard game passing. Uh, he should have had one Sunday, but you know why he didn't, and he also should have had a three touchdown day. So don't start with that BS on me. Don't do that to
2: my boy. Don't shake your, don't shake your finger at me. but regardless, Kyler Murray's going to come back. He's going to play behind arguably the best offensive line he's ever played in front Correct. and yep. behind right if it's in the shotgun if it's if it's under center and Yelda Frotholt, he was a surprise add to the uh to the injury report today did not expect to see yeldas name uh show like up that. on there but this is he, we talked to him on monday he looked like he was fine physically they hadn't practiced until today unless it was something that showed up you know, mid-practice when they close things up. Let's take a look at this. It's a long injury report for the Arizona Cardinals. So, Keontae Ingram, still not practicing. Neck yes. injury. The team is working out running backs. Hopefully, that's not a long-term thing for Ingram. But, you know, you, you've you kind of been talking about maybe looking at potential upgrades at the position. And then you see a whole long line of limited players. Chris Barnes looks like he's getting figuring out better ways to play with that finger wrap. Dennis Daly he was back off the injury reserve, practicing in a limited capacity, as was Jonathan Ledbetter, Garrett Williams, and Josh Woods was back out there. So it's not as bad as is this This list is long. And then you look at the other side, T. Higgins, big potential loss. He's, He's out. out, right? He's not playing with the rib issue. Playing. And then you got Orlando Brown Jr., the, all, the, money, the guy they spent a lot of money on this offseason at the tackle position. He was limited with a groin injury. They just need to
1: be sending bodies left and right to, to attack Joe Burrow. I'm not worried about this injury report at all. I'm actually encouraged. Yeah. Ledbetter looks like he's gonna be back. Josh Woods is trending in the right direction. Uh, you know, Keontae Ingram, the time's running out. You know, you're you're a 6 round rookie pick of the prior regime. You were pretty middling when you were out there already. Like, I mean, I'm I'm rooting for him to come back and be healthy so we can get some NFL paychecks, but I, the window is going to close so fast on a, on a guy like that. I'm sorry. He just doesn't have a lot of weight to stand on. And I liked what I saw from him last year as a rookie at a, at a USC, Texas, but man, it just, just hasn't synced up for him. That's the NFL, right? I mean, let's be real is that, um, Marlon Mack would be the RB two right now. If he hadn't blown out his Achilles at at practice, he looked good too. So, you know, Corey Clement got a, you know, ham sandwich on Sunday, Mara Duma not Duma KGO, De Mercado's plan. Yeah. So it's it's a a very meh depth class behind James Conner. And that you're you're very susceptible. If James goes down, we're gonna be we're gonna be struggling here. So as long yeah. as James Conner's healthy, they're gonna be healthy in the run game. Dana Robinson, thank you so much. Five dollar super chat. Is Dobbs better than 70% Kyler Murray? How healthy will he be when he gets back? He absolutely is. I'll answer that question. Yes, he's 100 percent than-
2: But we're talking, I mean, what have they said? Kyler Murray has to be 100 percent health.
1: I don't even think it's health though when he comes back. Like I think I'm sure he'll be healthy. They they're gonna wait. They clearly aren't rushing him back RG3 style. It's going to be adaptability to this offense again, like making sure he can pick up the blitz protections, the cadences, everything with what comes with being under center. I saw a statistic the other day and it was damning of NFL offenses that spend large majority of the time in the shotgun. So it made me feel better about the the state of the Cardinals and and their offense because. everything starts at the point of attack and this team is setting the tone with their offensive line and and they are moving downhill and and for whatever reason kyler murray was never allowed to do that under cliff kingsbury that's going to change now and i'm excited to see how he does
2: do we see the stat from uh gree craig rilu of uh az cardinals that the arizona cardinals are the number one ranked play action offense in the league 32.6% 32.6% of Joshua Dobbs' pass attempts have been play-action passes. Well, the league is 22.5%. Play-action was not a, a part of the we Cliff Kingsbury. They off. didn't have it. They didn't Just use it. Wasn't. So, I mean, they're all about cr- creating conflict. That's what is getting under centers about. That's what play-action's about. So it's rolling guys out. It's uh, They're getting back to being a modern-day NFL o- offense. And can't wait to see, like, but that's another thing that – it's going to be important to see how Kyler Murray plays with the with play action pass. So part of that play action game has
1: been Hollywood Brown. I want to get back to the gentleman's uh, earlier super chat here, asking if there's any validity to Hollywood Brown. We touched okay. on it at the end of yesterday's show, Bob Brock, as it relates to Hollywood Brown being a trade target of the Carolina Panthers. Um, so there was a report on Twitter today, basically saying the Carolina Panthers. It was some you know one of those algorated Twitter accounts that just regurgitate stuff, but basically came out and said that the, the Carolina Panthers have interest in Marquise Hollywood Brown. After four weeks, Brown is on track to have career years and yards. Scott uh, GM, Scott Fitterer in Carolina believes he could step in and be the team's number one receiver with the scarcity at the wide receiver position. Arizona has responded with a heavy, but not completely unreasonable price tag. Uh, I reached out about this. Today. I'm told it's hundred percent false. Um, so again, I, I think there's I think there's interest in Hollywood Brown. Yeah, the Cardinals though are playing good football. He's a big part of what they're doing. A- unless you're, as you pointed out, Bo. Unless you're getting a second round pick, you, you hang on to him because the comp pick that you get, if you, if he has 1,200 yards this year, he'll sign a he'll sign a contract that will get you a third round comp pick. Who's beating a third? Who's giving me the Chase Claypool deal? Where is that coming from? Is that coming from <laughs> Carolina who's projected to have a top 40 pick? Hell yeah, I'll trade you Hollywood Brown if that's the case. Otherwise, stay away. Don't pick up the phone.
2: There's also several variables here, right? And Jessica, I agree. Like because it's this is not the off season. You can't you can't build your offense without Hollywood Brown. He's he's an integral part of what they like to do in the passing game. He's been solid in the red zone. He's been huge on third down. This is not something that you can sell anybody on beyond we're just trying to get the most draft picks possible i mean yeah. it, it would become probably the most egregious move of this team in in their rebuild right it would be the most aggressive and and really getting rid of a guy that's contributing that's uh, at near the top as far as the receiving yards and, and a lot of major receiving statistics for them to try to, to move off of that i don't think in that would that would Probably not make Kyler happy. It wouldn't make a lot of the players in that locker room happy. It wouldn't make the coaching staff happy. They would be furious, and it would be a tough move, regardless of the draft pick that you got back and what it could t- turn into for Monty Austinfort to absorb. Like he's all about he's all about making moves that are not you know deemed um, you know by the fan base as as popular moves. But and that's what I love about him, right? That's a good that's a good characteristic of a general manager to make the unpopular move, but necessary move. But this would be this would be too tough, I think, to spend for Monty for. I agree, and
1: I think Hollywood Brown. Listen, I think he deserves the opportunity to play with Kyler Murray when Kyler Murray comes back, and see if they can recapture that, which was really kind of robbed from them last year with both players subsequently getting injured. But. I don't think anybody's offering a second round pick for Hollywood Brown. And so I think again, Cardinals let him walk. If he has a big year, you get a comp pick. And I think there's, there's a lot of trending rationale, assuming they can come to a reasonable deal that you should extend him, Especially if Murray is going to be your quarterback. He's only 26 years old too. So yeah. you get him on a three-year contract and he's become so much more than a one trick pony that people thought he was in Baltimore where yeah. it was only the deep pass. And it was Greg Roman run heavy offense. I mean, he hasn't really had a deep ball thrown his way this year. A true deep ball, like a 60-yard touchdown. It's been underneath stuff that he's made the most of. He's found separation in his game. And that that's why, again, you mentioned the play-action stat. I'm so bullish on this offense because it's not reliant. No pun intended with, with Bruce Arians, but no risk it, no biscuit was like, hey, we either going to get a touchdown or we're going to go three and out. Like The Cardinals offense is so much more evolved than it ever has been. And you could see that on the 99-yard touchdown drive. It's like, okay, we're going to sneak it for a couple yards. We'll do some off-ball counter. We're going to run the football. Then there are people open on third down, like wide open. Hollywood Brown has been open in the middle of the field like all season, and that's kind of a couple spots where Dobbs has missed him. He's been up behind with the football once or twice. But you would, you would have to get – somebody would have to pay a premium for him to the point where – you know, Monty for it's just like, I have to do this.
2: Yeah. This is, this is one of those accounts trying to take advantage of, you know, a national audience, or maybe in this case, maybe just the Carolina Panthers audience. That's not paying attention to the Arizona Cardinals. The last thing they saw about the Arizona Cardinals was people piling on and thinking that they were right, saying that it was an egregious tank job when they yeah. got rid of Isaiah Simmons and they got rid of Colt McCoy where they were wrong on that. They can continue to be wrong. And they think, Oh, Arizona's selling, uh, and and they just are, they're they're gonna sell it for for the to the highest bidder and somebody just Jordan Schultz just said that Carolina's in business for a top receiver and they're just playing it a lazy connecting in the connecting, dot and yeah. thinking like hey you know I'm not gonna t- get, get too much flack here and the only people that are gonna call me out on my shit is the best Arizona Cardinals podcast uh, and PHX Cardinals I mean it's just it, it's it's unfair to the Cardinals fan base that they have to deal with that I, I even saw like the the account tagged me in it and I had to mute the the comments on it uh, nice. because I would see every Carolina Panthers, you know, commenter and be like, Oh, let's go. We're getting Hollywood. Or, and then I would see like giants fans be like, no, we're getting Hollywood. It's like, no, you, you need to figure out on how to not get your quarterback killed on every snap. <laughs> um, so, and then I had to mute the conversation, but yeah, I just don't see it be very unrealistic for them to deal Hollywood Brown at this point. Uh, Joel, $1.99 super chat in the same uh,
1: conversation. Do you think Monty makes any trades for players? Mm-hmm. Um, probably not this year outside of if James Conner were to go down, like I think you'd have to maybe consider trading for a back circa, you know, Kenyon Drake in 2019. So the offense wouldn't completely fall on its face outside of that. Like they have no glaring needs outside of defensive line. No one's trading you a quality defensive tackle mid season in the Cardinals. They want their assets for next year. Right. On the flip side, Bullbrock, I also think they're not going to deal from the active roster. I thought maybe once upon a time it could be open business for guys, but they're too competitive right now. And they traded a lot of their resources before the season. A la Isaiah Simmons and Josh Jones. Like those guys aren't on the team. They got compensation for both those guys. You know, you're not no one's trading for Zach Ertz. Now, I have to repeat myself, Zach Ertz is not a tradable entity with how much hit money he makes and and how, let's just call it how um not invaluable, but yeah. limited his, he's been thus far coming back. He's 33 years old and you're not trading James Connor. You need James Connor, just like you need Hollywood Brown. So I, I think unfortunately for Cardinal fans, as much as we love the occasional splash on this program, it's going to be a quiet trade deadline for the Redbirds.
2: Here's where I can see them making a move. It, it's there's, there's so many things that go into it. That's why it's unlikely, but it would have to be a player that's controllable beyond 2023, right? Okay. And plays a position of need that that they have. So and, and it's gotta be from a team that that isn't going anywhere and their relationship has soured or, or schematically they don't fit in. Like it's not gonna be like Randy Gregory is great where the guy's making a ton of money, but is is making a decent amount of money and it's not gonna cost a ton of that draft capital. But I can see them like if, if Monty Osford has done his homework on you know interior defensive line And for whatever reason, a guy's not getting playing time or, you know, the relationship with his current team isn't where it needs to be. I could see Monty Osfort sending, you know, a third-day pick for a player to come in and and play significant reps the rest of the season and be a part of the plans going forward.
1: I mean, Derek Brown has been fantastic for Carolina. Maybe Maybe they change their philosophy and say, hey, we've put so many resources on defense with Brian Burns and Derek Brown and these guys. Maybe somebody like that becomes available. Uh, 25 years old. I think, again, you watched Leonard Williams once upon a time went from the Jets to the Giants during the Giants rebuild. So uh, that's what I would prefer. I just, that's, it's asking a lot. And as you mentioned, a lot of things would have to go right. Little Dreezy, $13.99. Thank you so much, friend of the program. McSorley threw Hollywood at Deep Ball, uh, versus Brady. I'm guessing he's, he's referencing last Christmas, um, against Tampa Bay. And, uh, yeah, Kingsbury's offense, Hollywood was known to get open from time to time, but I, was that I'm the, the only only throw
2: McSorley made in that game? Was that the game that Hollywood Brown had or uh, DeAndre Hopkins had ten targets and one catch because they were all basically uncatchable balls, hospital balls, as we like to call them. Uh, <laughs> I like I like this that was on the screen. Uh, I want to, yeah, from Gannon Ball. I swear to God, my dad doesn't watch YouTube and he's not tech savvy, uh, but he's a Cards fan for about fifty years. He texted me yesterday and told me that I had to watch this fantastic PH and X show wow. on YouTube. That's it. high praise. Thank you, Gannon Ball. That that uh, that means a lot. That's that's also hilarious as well. And we've all been there uh, with our parents. Hey, have you have you checked this out on the Facebooks or have you checked this out <laughs> on the on on your phone? You can watch and, and listen to Cardinals coverage. My poor parents. They had to switch to
1: YouTube uh, TV to get Sunday Ticket this year, and they've had Sunday Ticket through NFL or through DirecTV for like 15 years, and it's just been clicked to the game. Yeah. They missed the first Sunday. It did not work. They missed the Washington game. My dad was so dejected. I'm like, yeah, I can't. I wish I was there to help you with it. I'm I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I wasn't there. But they got it. He
2: just he just punted, huh? I mean, how- he was just like
1: he, he and he gets mad. He he threw a, an end table when they lost no, to the Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: Venerables aren't passionate like fiery guys. No, it? No, no, they're just not. He's it. You know, listen,
1: we're we're here to win and we're trying to win games with this Arizona Cardinal franchise. We're trying to watch them on on, you know, Sunday ticket, YouTube TV. Get your get your act together. Send a tech person out to my parents'
2: house. What's going on in the D backs games? Our friends out there in the uh, in the bullpen are Listen, time for tough again. We, we got they got on the board though. Who who Homer Damon? so Alec Thomas hit a home run and then uh, to start off the top of the sixth inning, Perdomo has walked and Corbin doubled. So second and third, no outs. You can tell Marte up. Got a little uh, bit of a baseball background. Yeah, that, that's what they call ducks on the pond there, Johnny Venerable. They're gonna I want to have the that. show right now. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so
1: depressed. with Like you just
2: said, D-backs get a league. They won't surrender
1: it. Milwaukee will quit. If they. If Milwaukee's losing late in this game, this game's over. To They're draw. like
2: uh, Mr. Venerable trying to watch Sunday Ticket week one without Johnny's uh, guidance. Yeah, these The local market's the Chicago Bears, so I prayed for him that oh, day. Oh,
1: God. <laughs> yeah, I had to pray. Is that again?
0: <laughs> Matt lose.
1: Yeah, week one. I don't remember. I think the Packers. They got their doors blown blown up. They lost to the the Packers. Quick question on the Bears. Iberflues loses tomorrow against the Commanders. Is he getting fired on Friday?
2: That's what Peter King said, right? He was just... I think he was just speculating, but Peter King was on Chicago radio today, and he said that he thinks if if Iberflues can't beat Washington, and Washington's played well... They're not going to beat (laughs) Washington. I got a newsflash for Peter King. Who are the the Bears beating? They're not beating Washington. Oh, well, I mean... We I I, I got to hit up my guy Gary Braggs Jr. Obviously doing daily wellness checks on the guy I need over to tell there. You Bears. That,
1: you that you you don't seem to realize. His name is not Gary; it's Greg. Greg
2: Banks. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you can call him Gary half the time. <laughs> <laughs> Greg. That'll
1: Braggs. get him on the show for us. We'll get Greg on the show because we've been calling him Gary <laughs> off and on for six months. CHGO does does a great job. Times are tough for the Bears. Cardinals. Yeah. Times are v good. Uh, and in the meantime, you can check Cardinal Workout. At gophnx.com, our guy Howard Balzer, cranking out content. New article yesterday for free. Check it out right now. Also pick yourself up a T-shirt from the Merchandise Locker. Uh, We got the statistics for the months of September. This is one of the highest-selling shirts in the locker. It's fresh. It's clean. You love to see it. The Bird Gang T-shirt. I'm part of the Bird Gang. You should be, too. You should also become a diehard at gophnx.com. You get a free hat and or T-shirt every single year. It's not a one-off, right? Every single year, you're part of the diehardness. At gophnx.com, part of the (laughs) exclusive club, a free piece of gear. Jump in the member Discord. People are yelling at us. We're in the fantasy football uh, member Discord group this year. I am two and one. I'm doing much better than uh, my PHNX league. Somehow, Bo is undefeated. We won't talk about that. I'm 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 three and one in both leagues.
2: That's pretty good. I know. Thanks. I'm proud of you. Bo knows ball. Yeah, I've beat Johnny. I think is it once or twice. Am I two and zero against Johnny? A lot of my players are hurt. I'm not going to make excuses, but it's not because of who I
1: drafted. Saquon Barkley, just, every time he does well, then he just turns around and he just doesn't play. I'm a little frustrated with little Saquon. He oh. destroyed my Cardinals, then he opted not to play the following week. Uh, times me, times are tough.
2: Let me ask you this this offensive line thing. Is it too late? I mean, we could just kind of go over it real quick. The Arizona Cardinals have the 18th ranked offensive line. It's, it's behind the Raiders' offensive line. that gave up six sacks to well who's the source um is it our friends
1: at pff because pff i like a lot of what they do mm-hmm. but their offensive line gradings is terrible it's yeah. not it's not good the cardinals have given up six sacks in four games and the offensive line is top 10 and in, in running the football like it's a top it's easily a top 14 15 offensive line if not better like isaiah they're dominating like PFF.
2: defensive fronts yeah P- isaiah simmons a pff darling we're about to have an eruption out there in the bullpen. Yeah, so. it's about to get bad. <laughs> uh,
1: we got another super tech. Al zz five dollars. Proud to be one, the one and only PHNX diehard member. How about that? Living in St. Louis, love to always mention that. Great job covering my Arizona teams. Thank you so much. Um, I grew up two hours from St. Louis. Know the area well. Uh, thank you for being part of the diehard membership program. We appreciate it.
2: No doubt about it. Uh, new work from Howard Balls are up there. GoPHNX.com. Check it out. We're uh, off tomorrow. Today is Wednesday, right? So we're off tomorrow. We've got some great content, of course, on YouTube. So make sure you're subscribed. You're not going to miss out on any of the action here at PHNX Cardinals. And, of course, I mean, you got the D-backs could be locking up there uh, and, and punching their ticket to the uh, division series in the NL. And then, of course, the Sun season. We're right there at the brink of the Sun season and all the other sports going on in town. We got it all here at PHNX. Subscribe wherever you find podcasts the PHNX Cardinals. Love everybody in the chat. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you on Friday. We're already previewing week five against the Cincinnati Bengals, a game that Johnny Venerable has already said predicting a dub. Am I going to do so? Is Damon Dog going to predict a dub? You will see. You'll find out Friday PHNX Cardinals. Have a good couple days.